GMGM. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 Futurists. Today we have Lumos Labs who are actually building the metaverse for developers. I'm super excited to share this space with you all today because we are going to be talking about something that Metopia has been working on for a long time. Establishing reputation, sovereign tokens and the creator economy. We're going to talk about how we can bring this concept into the metaverse. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy I want to introduce Kavya, who is representing Lumos today. And yeah, do you just want to introduce yourself, tell us a bit of your background and maybe your journey into Web3? Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the space this year. Um, really excited to you know collaborate with you and Metopia in the future as well. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, so my uh, journey into Web3 was very, very serendipitous, right? So uh, currently, I'm the founder of Lumos Labs, and uh, we're building a metaverse for developers. But how, uh, you know, me and the entire team got here is a is a very, um, well, it's a series of events, essentially, right? So um, personally, I graduated as an architect back in 2015. And uh, ever since, I've been uh, essentially, I worked as, as an architect for a bit, realized it wasn't my cup of tea and started getting into design. Um, worked in a couple of startups as a designer, a graphic designer. Um, transitioned to UI, UX and product. Kind of understood what SaaS businesses are about in that journey. Uh, this was back when, you know, uh, Web3 wasn't even um, called Web3, right? That word wasn't even coined. And uh, people usually spoke about Bitcoin and the blockchain as a technology. But uh, nobody really uh, spoke about the third generation of the web itself. So um, my journey into Web3 started as a freelancer. So once I uh, sort of wrapped up my stints in a couple of startups, um, I decided to start up with my partner at the time. And uh, the two of us sort of started this small little marketing agency during the ICO boom. So um, very uh, luckily, we came across about two blockchain projects at the time and started working with them, right? One was a blockchain publication. Uh, they were talking about different startups in the blockchain space. They were talking about, um, you know, different tokens to invest in, that sort of stuff. And uh, we were essentially helping them with content and uh, promotions, marketing, viewership, etc. Uh, on the other hand, there was an ICO project that came out of India at the same time uh, that we helped with in terms of community engagement, bounties, and the entire ICO marketing that goes into it before the coin is listed. So... This sort of gave us a perspective of both the technology while we were writing for the publication and also, uh, you know, on the um, token or the cryptocurrency side. So gave us a good vision of the entire ecosystem at that point. And this was back in 2017. Um, late 2017 is when we sort of start del started delving a little deeper into the technology and realized that, hey, at the end of the day, everyone's talking about cryptocurrencies, but nobody's really talking about the technology. Um, and for the for cryptocurrencies to even exist, right, blockchain technology needs to exist, right, which is essentially an engineering movement. So what we uh, wanted to kind of uh, focus on is getting more engineering talent into this ecosystem. And this happens with any new emerging technology, right? Uh, when IoT just began, not a, not a lot of developers were exploring this, but we need engineers to be thinking in that innovative way to actually get to the next level with that technology. So uh, that's the problem we decided to solve with Lumos Labs. And in 2018, we uh, essentially started running uh, developer programs to get more uh, engineering adoption 
adoption for blockchain technology. This spanned across as educating, building awareness and running boot camps for engineers or engineering students uh, in India. And uh, we started running hackathons and earning opportunities and programs where they can experiment and practically use the knowledge and skill sets that they learned. And we partnered with every large chain you can think of, right? Like a Polygon, Near, Polkadot, all of these guys have worked with us at one form or the other uh, for uh, to get dev adoption onto their um, chains or their platform. Um, as we transitioned from like the service-based model where we were running programs, we decided that, hey, uh, we're doing this for India, but I think this is a global problem and we should definitely look at a at a product that could uh, get this to happen at a global scale, right? Uh, that's where, um, well, the Lumos Metaverse, which is the product that we're building right now, kind of came into the picture. And I'd love to talk a little more about it um, as we kind of get into the conversation. But uh, that's a little bit about me and the journey that as to how I got here. Super cool, super cool. Yeah, I, I had a similar... Um, kind of background where I I actually start my, my first job was actually in they called it crypto at the time um, so I definitely understand when you say um, it wasn't called web3 you know this was what 2016 2017 um, so whenever I kind of describe my history of, of work I, I say I started off in crypto and then went into tradfi and then back into web3 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So in terms of, um, I, I think that's a good transition into maybe Luma Sabs and what you guys do. So maybe, um, do you mind giving an introduction um, and tell us about, you know, the roadmap and, and the progress of the product right now? Mm -hmm. For sure. So um, as I uh, was explaining that we were a service-based business where we were running developer engagement programs. Uh, we very soon realized that this is not going to scale globally. And even though we were adding... We wanted to do the same for the world, right? And that's where uh, we decided to automate what we did. And um, in the easiest way to put it, what we were automating was developer relations as a service um, um, on a platform. What we were doing um, earlier was running programs, which essentially brought a community of developers to adopt the chain. And what we wanted to do is um, make this easier to manage, right? And developer relations is such a new concept now. Uh, it's gotten into the limelight, say, in the last three years when, uh, you know, technology companies are looking at ways to acquire developers to use their platforms. So essentially what uh, we're doing with the Lumos Metaverse is, on one end, catering to the entire journey of a developer. Uh, anybody who wants to learn, earn, or get hired can find these opportunities that are aggregated in this one platform. And on the other end, we are automating developer relations for Web3 organizations that are looking for developer adoption on their chains, right? And this sort of cropped up with um, three problems that we kind of saw while we were running these programs, right? Uh, problem number one, uh, which is that opportunities are very, very scattered right now in Web3. So each chain has its own ecosystem and it's so diverse. There are so many website with, websites and Discord communities and Telegram groups that a developer has to get into uh, to access one particular chain and their opportunities. Now, uh, that across several chains becomes, you know, that those many folds harder, right? So what we want to essentially do is aggregate opportunities uh, that are across several chains and make discovery a lot more easier for developers in Web3. Uh, problem number two is developer identities. 
they are very very again very scattered and fragmented in nature um developer profiles ag- exist across several platforms there's their their github profile they have their linkedin profile they have um you know stack overflow where they have uh, a little bit of their um you know knowledge about uh, practical skills laid out they have that we have dev.2 we have gitcoin and i can keep going on right contest that they have won all of this is so scattered so what we want to essentially do is build um, an on chain dev like a unified dev persona that makes it very easy for um anybody from the outside to understand what this developer's journey looks like what their skill sets are uh, are they you know a bug bounty hunter are they a, a serial hackathon uh, participant etc right and all of that uh, kind of lays out who is best to be working on a platform or working on a particular product so all of this is on chain and verified essentially that way this is uh literally the only profile that you see and you don't have to worry about anything being um you know uh any fake content because all of this is immutable and is going to be a dynamic nft in a, in a sense and it's not going to be transferable so um in this easiest way to put it it is sort of like a soul bound token in uh for that developer's identity um and the third problem is uh in terms of a community itself right communities are also super scattered right now and what we are trying to do is uh, build a shared community of developers on this one platform that the entire web3 ecosystem can use and we want to start with the tech side because i think that is the most important or the most fundamental part of this technology and uh, that would kind of rise to every other you know opportunity there is outside of tech as well so yeah in a sense we're building a metaverse for developers where they can find opportunities and a world for web3 organizations to uh, find good tech talent collaborate and hire from um, for the entire ecosystem to use so a linkedin on the block uh, a linkedin on the metaverse is the best way to put it i guess right so in, in terms of the current um developer journey what 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 does it look like let's say lumos labs is in, in, in isn't in the picture right now you know how does a developer go on on you know fighting bounties and jobs and 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 etc so currently what they essentially do is um sort of scour the internet uh go into several discord communities uh maybe telegram groups or uh find people within the network that talk about a particular program and participate right so it's very scattered it's not organized um what we are doing is building like an interface where they can uh filter by chain filter by uh, opportunity and filter by um even um expertise level um so it becomes a lot more easier for them to discover opportunities that are uh you know perfect for their skill sets and um it makes it uh, a lot more organic in terms of you know what they see across several chains because right now who does the the chains that do the best marketing get the most number of devs but maybe that chain is not right for the developer right if they are building a particular project they should be looking at uh chains that make sense for them in terms of uh, whatever it may be right decentralization uh transactions per second uh, or scalability etc so what we are trying to do is actually uh even out that playground and make it easier for uh devs to discover the this opportun these opportunities and um, also give them like varied number of chains because a lot of people don't even know the number of chains that exist out there and there are quite a few and all of them are specialized in one particular um you know for a particular factor or a, for a particular industry or segment and uh, it makes sense to actually weigh all the pros and cons before you start building on a particular chain so uh, we kind of want to ease that out and make it more democratized essentially 
Cool. And in terms of the metaverse, where does this metaverse fit into all of all of these things? So uh, a metaverse um, makes it very easy for us to take a multifunctional approach, uh, which is essentially what we're doing with the uh, with our product, right? We are catering catering to developers across all journeys, uh, anyone from a newbie all the way up to an expert um, looking for a job or you know contributing or getting grants to do research, and someone who wants to just learn. And if we were to now do this without maybe a metaverse as a platform, we would have to roll out a suite of products, right? There would be an educational platform, there would be a hackathon tool, um, accelerator management tool, um, a community management tool. All of this would have to be rolled out in your 2D interfaces and it gets very complicated to navigate. What we're doing with the metaverse is essentially mimicking the real world in a virtual way. So it makes it a lot more seamless to cater to all of these functions on one platform. And, um, you know, the user experience gets a lot more easier. Interactions within the the product gets a lot more easier where you get to talk to someone in real time and actually understand, network and find like-minded folks. So uh, the upside of having a metaverse is actually to manage all the uh, multifunctional uh, aspects that we are taking into this product, into this one platform. So it's sort of like enabling all of this to come together uh, rather than making them, you know, separate products that, again, the developer has to rediscover to be able to engage with. Super cool. And I also want to touch on the idea of the Sobound token, um, you know, where you have uh, these, I guess, credentials on chain with, you know, everything that you've done from like work history or uh, maybe all the rewards that you've won, you know, just a way to show off your credentials so that when you apply to these different um, maybe job postings or join different DAOs, you're able to have these credentials like follow you around. So, um, you know, what, what, what is the current stage of your Sobound protocol? Um, have you implemented it? And yeah. Got it. So uh, we're starting with a more centralized approach because it's difficult to decentralize anything from day one. So what we're essentially right now going to do is verify through a third party on the uh, first, say, thousand users that come onto the metaverse, right? So whatever they put on their profile is going to be verified and, uh, um, you know, scored in a, um, say, a scale of one to ten in terms of, you know, how good a developer they are. Now, these thousand people are then going, like this information of the thousand developers is going to go on chain. And after which we want to build like a protocol of sorts where uh, these thousand people become validators for the next users to come. So any new user that comes essentially, um, you know, has, we have this validator network of developers that uh, verify whatever, you know, the new user says or puts up on their profile. And, um, you know, it's all scored by the community itself. And eventually, you know, that scales out to being like a buddy system of sort of a model where they get incentivized for verifying new users into the metaverse. And each of these, (coughs) excuse me, each of these profiles become uh, soul bound tokens that they can essentially showcase. So everything that they do going forward in the metaverse uh, can be. Um, you know, directly added into their profile. So any learning um, initiative that they finish and get an NFT for will be showcased in that um, on that NFT. Um, any sort of um, uh, job opportunity that they've gotten will automatically get showcased in that um, in their soulbound token, right? So that becomes their one identity within the metaverse, and it keeps upgrading. And as you keep upgrading, you get access to better opportunities, access to better conferences, access to better um, incentives in general. 
so yeah that's a little bit about uh, how we're going about it but we are starting uh, it you know centralized and then we're slowly going to decentralize it because we want to get the data right before it goes on the blockchain and we don't want um, you know wrong data to be on the blockchain because once it's on you can't really get it off that is completely correct and and i completely agree with the fact that you know you maybe want to start centralized i guess the aim of most communities is to become decentralized um of some sort um i i, I want to touch on the idea of the maybe the buddy system the the peer review system before maybe um certain people join the metaverse have you heard of proof of humanity no i actually have not Oh, cool. So they, they, they have some sort of system where it's kind of similar to what you're talking about, but um, it's, 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 they're, they're rolling out some sort of like universal basic income um, program mm-hmm. where you would have to get verified through um, like videos and, and like proof of humanity, right? You need people in, in that um, community to vouch for you and you also have to submit um, applications and, and proof that you're actually a, re- a real human by submitting your passport. Um, and, and so on and so forth. So I guess that leads me on to the next question about, you know, creating digital identities um, online, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, where do we draw the line? Because, you know, when you talk to a lot of these Bitcoin maxis or a lot of these um, OGs in the space, they believe that, you know, there needs to be some sort of um, pseudonymous kind of uh, individual online. You know, they don't really want to be giving away their full identity, where do we kind of draw the line when it comes to real life and online? Right. Um, so as per my perspective, I think um, there are certain things and I think access control is such an important uh, factor that comes into this, right? Uh, we, uh, as humans on the internet, want certain things that we want to showcase publicly and certain things that we don't, right? For example, our phone number, which is so intertwined with us in the real world, uh, that's something that we don't want shared publicly, right? So privacy is so important when it comes down to uh, it. Maybe even our email IDs, right? All of this uh, sort of leads to a lot of, you know, spam conversations, spam emails sort of coming into your inbox. So essentially what where I would draw the line is uh, figuring out an interesting way of uh, creating some access control where you can, um, you know, probably um, hide your identity hide your personal information, you know, everything from age, birthday to, um, you know, your phone number, email ID, etc. But showcase the things that you want to showcase for a particular utility, like, um, let's just take uh, the Lumos metaverse, for example, what the uh, companies need to see is how good a developer they are. So showcasing projects that they've built, showcasing, um, you know, their career journeys as to how they've grown uh, as a developer, all of that is so important. But we don't necessarily need to know and showcasing that they're reliable, right? And that profile and uh, how beefed up that profile is would show that they are reliable and trustworthy. We can also have, you know, um, peer reviews in terms of uh, reliability as well, right? So all of this will uh, factor into uh, who works with whom and who you are in the real world and what your name is in the real world shouldn't really matter and affect. Um, any you know your working relationship so I guess that's that's where uh, we should draw the line and uh, I think the access control bit on the blockchain is still being kind of figured out where you know is too much privacy too good or you know is it bad right Uh, that's also a a point in contention and um, I would say this sort of stuff would solve for uh, these nuances in the uh, identity space. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, talking to a lot of these different types of projects, um, 
a lot of them have have touched on the idea of zero knowledge, you know, where you wouldn't have to necessarily show um, your birthday and everything, but there's some way to verify it without actually showing the the separate entity um, your mm-hmm. that information. So, I, I guess that leads me to my my, my next question. I, I want to touch on the idea of DAOs and, and and DAO governance, right? As a metaverse or potential metaverse, um, do you see a case for having a DAO um, down the line? Hundred percent. So, um, for uh, in in terms of our vision for the metaverse, uh, we don't want this to be like a, a dictatorship that we rule over, right, and decide what happens in the metaverse, but rather leave it to the members of the community to take over. So, uh, eventually, what we want to do is, you know, like how we're building this whole, um, you know, peer verification or buddy system model uh, within the metaverse, we want a governance model for. Um, what happens in the metaverse, right? What happens next in the metaverse? Again, this would have to be centralized first and slowly decentralized when we know that we have a good network of validators or a good governance, um, a good um, governance structure around this. But have lost Lumos. Just hold on a second. Sorry, team. I believe we may have an issue with um, the connection. Let me sort this out and then uh, we can continue. Oh. Uh, hey, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I had some connectivity issues. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just um, messaging the, the group that we have on Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm cool. sorry, I, I don't know where, uh, where I got cut on. Uh, we were talking about DAOs and decentralization and, and the, you know, if there are any potential plans to become decentralized over at Lumos. Oh, okay. Oh, I spoke for quite a bit then before I realized um, <laughs> I was off. Um, anyway, so in, in terms of uh, decentralizing uh, a metaverse itself, right, it's it's not something that's been done before, but it's not something uh, that's uh, impossible either, right? Uh, this is, again, something that we're taking one step at a time. So we are going to, in the beginning, take uh, executive decisions on what happens in the metaverse, mainly for the experience of the user, right? We want this to be of value to the user. And because a metaverse is so vertical it's so focused and objective driven uh, we want the we want to make sure that the users get um, you know value out of the metaverse but eventually when we do have a good network of uh, uh, users right and uh, this would start from that peer review system or that buddy system that i was talking about um, that network itself would essentially become a governing council of sorts where we become a part of that governing council and uh, you know we take a group decision on what happens next in the metaverse then everything from do we want to add more land parcels into the metaverse to who should own a portion of land in the metaverse uh, to what use should that land be put into Um, everything can be taken as a group decision but all of this is definitely, you know, three to five years down the line where we know that 
we have enough users and they all have value added to them through the product and then we know that okay you know what this governing council will take the right decision for the for the metaverse right for the future of the metaverse so it's not impossible but it's definitely something that needs to be tried and tested um and a token utility can really help in decentralizing that as well where we essentially have um you know the tokens spec to the land and the metaverse and whoever owns the token owns a portion of the land and uh, if you own a more than a certain amount of a uh, token you can then vote for what happens next in the metaverse but uh, at the end of the day dows are again you, they can't be dows from day one you need to set a proper objective for what this dow is going to do and the utility of it all before you actually decentralize it and hand it over to a governing council and um that goes for any dow out there in the world as well have you i know it's it's still a couple of years down the line but have you kind of um dwelled on the idea of how you would like to govern in terms of whether it's going to be token based or nft based or both um or maybe reputation based so it it's going to be a bit of all of it that you just mentioned right so everything from how much uh, how many tokens does a user hold to what is their level in the metaverse right in terms of their uh, development skill sets to um, you know how many uh, nfts they have gained through the course of it all so it's going to be a combination of all of this and obviously the math has to be kind of worked out but it, it's it, it can't be just one of these it has to be um, you know a multi multi focused approach in terms of how we take the governing council on board because we need them to think of um, all the aspects for the metaverse right everything from what utility it was actually built for uh, all the way to uh, is this the right thing for the rest of my users um, or the rest of the community and uh, it can't be taken by just one of these uh, one of the um, factors that you mentioned Yeah and and that's something that we're really focused on over at Metopia with um with DAOs and and governance right because we see a lot of projects right now that have you know a very low participation rate you know amongst the top DAOs participation rate is at you know less than 1% and you know we believe that it's due to the fact that um the barrier to entry in in terms of uh you know joining these communities is actually quite high because you may have um you know little areas in the world or big areas in the world where people don't necessarily have that disposable income to really um join in on these kind of discussions so i mm-hmm. think that's where reputation um is actually really important and i believe what you folks are doing um over at alumus with the solbound protocol is actually really important because you're more you you you're putting weight um on i guess contribution and people's resumes as opposed to how many nfts or how many tokens they hold yep and all of this is skewed to upskilling at the end of the day or uh, skewed to them mm-hmm. becoming a better professional uh, right so uh, i also think that a lot of daos out there don't have a very focused utility um, they just become a community of like minded people but when you do have a focus on what you want this dao to be right and uh, then the governing uh, the governance model sort of builds for itself uh, it's honestly about focusing on what it it should ideally be doing and it can't be too many things it has to be one or two things at the most yeah i agree but yeah and saying that you know it's always good to have some healthy discussions where you would would have these kind of different tribes yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah i i guess that's a problem to think about down the line yep so in terms of um maybe competitors out there um you know what does the current landscape look like uh with 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 you guys and and your potential competitors 
So currently, I would say um, the easiest way to put it is we are building our own market. It's a very, very new market because uh, what we are competing against is probably uh, opportunity provider platforms, maybe a LinkedIn, um, maybe an Upwork. But, um, you know, to kind of do what we're doing exactly, I don't think that is a direct competition. And uh, we're sort of carving a market for ourselves with like, automating developer relations, right? And that is something that doesn't exist at the moment. So um, I would say maybe the closest competitor would be a LinkedIn for us. Right, right, right. But it's good to see that you folks are, you know, um, focus on the Web3 side of things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of things with LinkedIn that I don't necessarily yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's LinkedIn, but very, very focused to a particular segment. And um, maybe the form factor is a little different, but uh, the utility of mm. it is finding opportunities. So uh, that's what we're uh, sort of enabling with this as well. Love it, love it, love it. So I think we're close to wrapping up um, the space. Is there um, maybe any questions for the listeners out there? If um, you guys have any questions, uh, be sure to raise your hand and let us know. But um, in the meantime, while we wait for any potential questions, um, is there anything you'd like to address um, over at Lumos? Sorry, uh, your voice broke off. Could you say the the say that again? Yeah. So, anything, any any other um topics you would like to kind of cover? Um, or, you know, opening up the floor now to to anybody else that's um that has any additional comments. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing uh, particular from my end. Maybe um, you know. One thing I did uh, miss out on mentioning is uh, the revenue model for the metaverse itself, and uh, it's it's sort of similar to say Decentraland or Sandbox, where we are uh, selling parcels of land to uh, Web three organizations that are looking for dev activity, and uh, they essentially set up you know buy the land and set up a developer headquarters that they can brand as per their liking and host opportunities that they have for devs. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about the revenue side i didn't really get to talking about that one but it is a very very big part of an organization so yeah 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 it definitely is you know revenue model is, is a thing that keeps our projects up and running right? yeah so in terms of the roadmap what to look out for um what are we looking for with lumos you know is any exciting uh, campaigns anything happening on your end that you would like the listeners to um keep an eye out for Mm-hmm. Um, so currently, uh, we are in the building phase. So the metaverse is going to launch its beta mid next quarter. So uh, Feb is when we will be opening up the beta. But we do have a whitelist open for anybody that's interested to sort of explore. And we're going to open up like an alpha to a focus group of people that uh, we think can add value in terms of feedback, finding bugs, etc. So yeah, that, the form is live. It's on our um, you know, Twitter page. And if anybody's interested in exploring the product, we'd be happy to, uh, you know, get you on board. So you can definitely sign up on that whitelist and, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. So uh, that's something that's ongoing and we're going to be launching very soon. Um, well, within the next month, actually, uh, with the alpha. So yeah, the select focus group will essentially get a get that access sooner than later um, as well. Super excited for that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for your time. I love uh, what you guys are doing over at Lumos. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of potential partnership opportunities that we can um, discuss down the line. Um, but, you know, I, I, I love the vision for the project. I love what you guys are doing. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, 
I don't believe there are any questions. So we can kind of wrap it up there if there's um, nothing else to say. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if you are coming over from the Galaxy side of things, be sure to join Metopia's Discord, um, and I will be giving away instructions after this space ends. Um, any any last uh, comments uh, over at Lumos? Um, nothing from my end. I'm I'm just glad to be here, and thanks for having me. This was a fun conversation. Uh, wish to do it again soon. Um, and happy yeah. New Year to everyone, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should do it um, soon. We have a couple of spaces. Well, we have one on Friday, and we're going to be talking about digital identity and credentials. So that's going to be super exciting. And still looking uh, for uh, more people to join the spaces uh, next week. We're having two. We're planning on having two. So keep an eye out <laughs> um, for all the listeners. And and yeah, I'm super excited to you know get things going, and super excited to see where. Um, where you guys end up in the next couple of weeks and months.